Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. What up, Steve? Good to see you. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Somebody's asked me last night. I was like, no, I haven't seen Steve in like a week and a half. I know. It feels like forever. Yeah, it's been too long. I miss you, man. (laughs) I miss your scent. I miss everything about you. Have we done a cast since we did the uh, hangout at your house? (laughs) I don't know if we have or haven't. I don't think no, because we were on vacation. Yeah. Jeez, we have a lot to talk about then. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, what we remember, that was quite a night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been I, sitting here. I'm like, right? We haven't done one since then. Hung out with Lulu. We uh, got really wasted. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should start with, you know what? Why don't we get everything out of the way? Yeah, let's do it. New year, new us. We're starting the push-ups right at the beginning. So this is a chance for everyone. Thank you for listening to the Megacast. If you're new to the Megacast, well, welcome aboard. What the hell took you so long? But we're happy you're here. And one thing we like to do is get focused and get ready and get prepared. And especially with the New Year's, everybody's trying to get fit. So this is perfect for it because, you know, 10 push-ups, well, 20 push-ups in the course of an hour is really going to get you in great shape. It is. It yeah. is. A lot of people are swearing by it. Yeah. It's the new workout. Yeah. It's like the the four-hour workout or the four-day workout, whatever that damn Tim Ferriss workout is. Four-hour body? That too. Four-day four work week? Yeah. His, he works in force. Okay. When you listen to four megacasts, you're going to be swole. Shred it. Look at us. <laughs> right. The cartoon version. So let's get the heart rate and the blood pumping in the brain. Functioning. All right, Ted, you know what? It is January, which means it is still winter. Oh, still a winter biscuit. Oh, oh. Sounds like it's underwater. I was like, is that how it's supposed to sound? No. I almost said, dude, I don't know if I recognize this one. It's Gold Cobra. It's one of their newer ones. Oh. But what the hell? Is this like... Are we screwed? Is all the audio going to be like this? I don't know. I swear to God, I thought this just what it sounded like. Plus, I got to plug in my computer. I'm at 6%. Maybe that's the problem. Don't you have to plug in behind you so it's like in the way of everything? Yeah. Good song, right? Oh, it's awesome. I like the uh, effects. It's like it was made by fish. It sounds like we're underwater. It's like the Finding Nemo remix. Yeah. Wow, we have. Didn't get to do our push ups. Let's do them, Steve. All right, I'll get that song back going again. Steve, take me to a place underwater. Under li- the sea. Where Lip Biscuit rains. Oh, there it is. Bloop, bloop. Scuba, scuba, scuba. Oh, I, scuba's a, a, a sore subject right now. If anyone watched New Day Northwest, they'll understand why. We lost trivia because of what it is. Because of what does scuba stand for? Damn it. I know. We had it We had it on the men's room like two weeks ago. We did it on Beat Migs. And you still missed it? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of it right now either. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get 10. All right. How am I going to do this over the board? Good 
work, Steve. I couldn't even do a full push-up. I was afraid I'd knock the computer down. Yeah, but you didn't crunch the cord. No. Don't crunch the cord. I'm all wrapped up in cords then. When are we going to go wireless? New year. New Steve. Tech Talks. Oh, that sounds good. Starring. Yeah. The Smith. Uh, like always, a lot of the TED Talks is just me talking to myself. Uh, so the one for this, for this, the front of the gate is consistency. Okay. Because I know a lot of people either make like uh, big resolutions or small ones or whatever. And like the, the personal ones I had last year were good till about July. And then it all fell apart. Right. So that, that, that's my main thing I want to tell people this year is just, you know, whatever small step change you're making, just to try to be consistent throughout the year. I like that. Yeah. You know what I'd also like for people to stop, though, shaming people who do, you know, people are putting out their resolutions on Facebook. They're putting it on whatever, Twitter. They're putting like a list of things they want to do. And then you get the people that always will be like, hey, you should just be making these new resolutions. You know, making fun of the people who are making resolutions. And, and then it's like, I don't know which is more annoying, the people who are posting about the resolutions or the people who are complaining about the people posting about the resolutions. All right, so the only thing with the resolutions that'll get to me is I just, I have, I know some people that just, like every January, it's like this massive thing, but then it never pans out. Right. So sometimes, uh, actually, I learned this from a TED Talk about setting goals, Mm -hmm. right? And I've talked about this before. So they took two groups, right? And they were going to have to run a marathon. But they told one group, was it, they allowed one group to tell people they were going to run the marathon. Okay. And the other group didn't. So the group that had to keep it quiet and just had to do it themselves, they all completed it. But the group that had been telling people, this is what I'm preparing for, it tricks your brain a little bit. So they were already kind of convincing themselves that they had accomplished the goal, thus doing less. Huh. So, so a lot by of, posting it, they feel in a weird way that they already accomplished it, even though they look like they haven't. Right. And it's not they're trying to. It's that your brain naturally kind of tricks yeah. you and gives you like a reward because it's like you've told somebody. So basically, the, the point of the talk was sometimes you got it's easier to keep that stuff to yourself, because if you tell everybody, you know, and a lot of people will say, well, tell everybody, it keeps you accountable. Right, right. And I see that a lot. People post yeah. pictures of themselves shirtless. Unfortunately, it's always dudes. And it says, <laughs> just posting this so I could be accountable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it goes, it could probably go either way. Yeah. But for me, sometimes I just laugh at the people. And, like it's just I just have a couple friends that I'm just like... Dude, like, are we going to go through this every January? Like, this big, massive thing. Like, I'm completely changing this and that. Like, you should go back to their page, find like every January post, every New Year's post, and just like screenshot them and be like, yeah. Is it going to be different than these posts? <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. Just create drama. Speaking of that, have you ever seen like, you know how some, everyone, the big thing also is Transformation Tuesday or Transformation Thursday or whatever it is. Like yeah. everyone's showing their transformation pictures. Sometimes I don't know which is the right, like which is the current and which is Just the, the past. past. And, and there's been more than one time where someone's posted something and the past picture I felt they were way more attractive in than the current. And, I, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, girl, you look so amazing now. And it's like, no, you look like unhealthy skinny and... I kind of liked it when you had more curves going, you know? Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, I guess I'll just like the picture. <laughs> I, should lo- I should put the angry face on that picture. Well, that's like, all right, this is all right. Kind of talking about that, right? Okay. So, right, because some of them get like so, like, it's just not my style. Like, uh, 
But you ever known anybody that was like super thin and then had a baby? Did I bring this up already? Like, no. is there a nice way to be like, that's a couple extra pounds look good on you? Yeah. Like, I'd keep that baby weight. Yeah. Your boobs are full. Don't give them the milk. Let them stay in there. Right? Everything's looking good. Give them formula. I've been always the one, though, that says, I find like most women look really hot after they had a kid. You know, I mean, if they were hot before, obviously. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, like, if I just had a kid, I don't think I'm going to make it. It's gonna, not going to make me look any better. Yeah. You know, that, that, that certain glow that they have. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. 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 I'm with so you, ladies man. get pregnant. The other one that gets you going, hotter when you're pregnant. <laughs> Mine for dudes is just pure jealousy. Uh-oh. But it's like when that guy posts a picture like ah, six months hard work and like got rid of the dad bod. It's like you already kind of had a six pack and like the cut going. You're just really shredded now. <laughs> Like, all right, fella. I just saw someone post that. Some dude I know that's in the military, and he's and he's like, last six months, I just or whatever it was. I think it was like six weeks. Yeah. And he had this before picture, which I would be, I'd call it a day. Like, if I got hit by a bus, and that was how my body was before I got hit, I'd be like, I succeeded in life. Like, he looked good. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a shirtless picture, and he looked good shirtless. And then all of a sudden, now he's got like, he's more ripped. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks. You're just kind of double bragging. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're like, like a double stuff Oreo. It's total jealousy. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, you didn't have a dad. The funny thing with the, like the whole dad bod thing is like, ideally, right? It's like a guy who's in shape and has a bit of a gut, right? Right. The dad bod. But I, you only ever see it on the extremes. It's like a really fat guy being like, oh, dad bod. Or like a super shredded guy with like, oh, dad bod. It's like, I, I don't right. think either of you is what that term means. No, but more often than not, like when everyone's like, oh, I want a dad bod. I'm like, a dad bod is a dude, for most part, what I've witnessed is a guy that's been in great shape who kind of let himself go a little bit. Yeah. Like, who might have a roll of fat when he sits down. <laughs> and that's a dad bod. Yeah. That's not my dad's bod. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be my bod if I'm ever a dad. Right, it's not my dad's bod. Like I want my wife to get pregnant so I could sympathy eat with her. Right, although she says I wouldn't be allowed to. But you know what? She's not always home, and when she's not home, I'm with D. Ted Smith. And when I'm with D. Ted Smith, we tend to go to Chick Fil A and get a bunch of chicken just in case yeah. if we get hungry later. Yeah, that was genius. You gotta share that story. It was one of the, the smartest moves on the. So we had that big slumber party at my house. It was on December fifteenth, um, Friday night. Ted finishes his shift. We get in the car. And we get to Puyallup, and we made a pit stop at Chick-fil-A, just in case. Right. So we knew, like, later in the night we'd be hungry or whatever. But, like, we're not going to order a pizza. Like, we, we don't know what time we're going to be up. Plus, like, initially I thought, well, we'll just get a pizza, and we'll have it in the fridge. But then it's like, your wife does not eat pizza. No. If we didn't eat it, that thing's just going to get ruined. Right. right. So on the way down, it's like, there's a Chick-fil-A. So we stop in the Chick-fil-A, and we get two orders of nuggets. And then basically we got home. We had one. A yes. piece. Because I never had one before. Right. That's right. Welcome to the world of the Chick-fil-A nugget. And I have to say, since then, I've gotten them again. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. I, I was grabbing lunch the other day, and I was going to go to Panera. The line was too long. I'm like, screw it. Chick-fil-A. Here I come. Yeah. And what did I get? The nuggets. I ordered the 12-piece, and they happened to give me, I thought it was going to be two boxes. I saw two boxes in there, and I thought it was going to be one box was a six-piece, and another box was a six-piece. Well, they must have screwed up the order, and I didn't find this out until I got home. They gave me two 12 pieces. And so I told myself, oh, maybe I'll have a couple and then I'll throw the rest away. I, I don't need to eat all of these. That's not. I would have stored them. I did. I stored them inside of my stomach. Oh, you took them all down. Oh, yes. Nice. It was incredible. So we stop at Chick-fil-A. We get these nuggets. We have one apiece. And then we put them in the fridge. Then we had a huge night. And then what was it? Like two in the morning. I was like, dude. I'm going to heat up those nuggets. And you did. Yeah. It was and like having a little little appetizer. And it was delicious. Yeah. 
stop ordering them for us. And I'm like, Ted, what's the sauce you want? He's like, Polynesian. I'm like, all right, Polynesian sauce for one. And say, well, what sauce do you want for the other one? And I'm looking through and I'm like, and I go, ah, uh, why? You guys don't have sweet and sour sauce? And I'm like starting to stress. I'm like, well, what? and I look at Ted. I'm like, who doesn't have sweet and sour sauce? And Ted finally looks at me. And I think it was at the same time as the, the voice through the voice box. You both go, uh, Polynesian is our sweet and sour sauce. Oh, now I'm officially a dumbass. It was a great night. We had a great time. If anyone saw the pictures on Snapchat, you could tell that we were not not sober. Yeah, that's that. So, I like to share other stories. I just don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, I know. It seems I know we like had a, fun. It seems like over a month ago. I yeah. mean, I know it wasn't. I've had so much happen since I haven't seen you. Yeah, and that in that week and a half in between, it just it's so long. Yeah. Like when you don't have to work and stuff. Like I went to Ocean Shores for a couple of days. How was that? Awesome. All right, real quick. So you talk about like- uh, Rush, we got two other segments. When you're talking about uh, how you're like asking for the sweet and sour, and then finally it's just like, or the, and she's like, yeah, that that is the Polynesian sauce. Yeah. So we're sitting in this hotel room, right? Uh, Shiloh Inn. And like, it's a whole group of us, right? But uh, Brad and Taryn, her boyfriend, right? They're there, right? So Brad doesn't drink. Taryn enjoys a beverage. So, like, some of the other people are Two tops. Right. Yeah. Are not big drinkers either. So, at a certain point, the last day we're there, it's like, I think it's like 8.30 at night. And we've been hanging out, like, smoking a bunch of weed or whatever. But I was like, hey, man, like, I pulled out a bottle of Fireball. Like, let's, let's drink some Fireball, right? So, it's me and Terrence sitting on a couch. And then a couple of our buddies, Jesse and Jamie, sitting in front of us. Jamie's pregnant, so she's not. So, it's basically just me, Jesse, and Taryn. Right. Taking pulls of Fireball and drinking beers. So, uh, like, Brad is next door with, like, cops smoking weed or whatever. So, there's a sound in this song that I guess Taryn thought was Brad, like, coming into the room. So, drunkly, she just goes, ah! I go, uh, hey, dude, that was just the song. <laughs> you know you're having a good night. Right? And I think it was just that reaction of, like, clearly Brad has, like, been like, hey, dude. Like, I, it was just, like, that drunk and, like, what? Like, I'm having fun with my friends. Having a good time. But yeah, she had the same look on her face. I was like, uh, dude, that's just the song. Dude, while you were there, um, I missed out on the the big Bruiser Brody show that happened yes. over at a Highway 99 Blues Club. Never been to that club before. And when I first walked in, I was kind of skeptical. It's a weird setup. Have you All ever right. been there? You know, dude, I've walked by it so many times. I've never been in. You know, when we come back, we'll talk All a little right. bit about that. That way we, we, we stay on time. That's stay our New Year's time. resolution. Staying on time. Staying on time, Consistency, people. Steve. Consistently stay on time. Mm-hmm. All right. When the Megacast... Well, now I got to consistently get this part pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, consistency on time. When we return. Now we're back underwater. These guys aren't the prophets of rage, they are the prophets of being awesome. The mega cast will be back. What the hell happened? But it's not all of them, it's just a couple of them. Right, these are the ones that I did today. Son of a bitch, is my computer breaking? Well, this is going to be interesting. Let's see all these commercial sounds. I hope they work. Yeah. Did you put them in today? Yeah. NFL Films presents... The Cleveland Browns 0-16-2017 season. See all the plays that almost worked. That's a miss and a missed opportunity for potentially a big play. Also, the game they were leading against Green Bay with an injured Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the first down into the end zone! Devontae Adams and the Packers have won it! 
only to lose in overtime. Plus montages of head coach Hugh Jackson shaking his head in bewilderment, along with montages of the guy in the dog pound wearing that rubber dog mask with his head in his hands. Order now and get a free ball cap that says, Cleveland, we're number one in draft picks. The Cleveland Browns, winless from NFL Films. We got best podcast. The mega cast is back. We the best music. Right, that's good enough. We this sounds like crap, man. Jeez, Louise. Hey, did you see uh, DJ Khaled with Weight Watchers? Yeah, what's going on with that? I noticed that he was like endorsing it or something, right? Yeah, apparently, apparently they paid him a supreme chunk of money. It's a good idea. Oh, sorry, I just farted. Oh, all right. Right, here we go. Thank you. Sorry. Is it just because I work with a farting Steve that now this, you oh, feel yeah. like you have to fart? My bad. This is what we do on the mega cast. Mix cast. <laughs> we fart into microphones. Yeah, we do it all the venture. Well. Some people on the menu do it all the time. My bad. Sorry, I won't fart again. I do. I'm just busting chops. You should see. I mean, Steve's looking at his computer, but it looks like a dog with his head down. My bad. My bad. I didn't mean to fart. I let you down. Sorry. Hey, man, I have a question for you. Yes. You're married. Yes, I am. That's (laughs) I checked. What do you do in the morning when you have to fart? Bro, it's a big problem with her and I. Oh, It's a massive problem. Like, I mean, honestly, if there's anything that leads to... At first, joking arguments and sometimes escalates to not yelling, but like kind of being annoyed as F with each other. It's my farting. And I try. I do try. And I don't think she understands. I tell her this. But apparently it doesn't go over well in her head. I said, like, listen, <laughs> listen, woman, if I farted, if, if you, if I unleashed every fart that was in my system when they show up in my system, you would understand how much I hold back my farts. Yeah. Because it's like, I could probably fart every two minutes at home. Anywhere. Like, I, one's brewing at any given moment. It's just, I don't know what it is. I can't fix that. And I try and hold them in as much as I can. But sometimes they either squeak out on their own or I just need to let them free. And it drives her insane. So I'm always trying to go to like, I'll go to a different room and I fart. And then, oh, she follows me into that room and then gets mad at me. And I'm like, well, I came into this room so that I could fart so that you don't have to feel it and see it and smell it. I see it. I don't know what kind of farts I'm throwing out there. I light them up, Ted. I just make them flame. <laughs> so it's a, it, I try and like get out of wherever I am with her and go fart elsewhere unless she's asleep on my lap. And then I fart all the time. All right. Well, like, all right. So that, well, if she follows you around and you're trying to walk away to fart, that's just bad. Right. Well, she doesn't realize it until she walks into the war zone. And I'm yeah. like, well, what did you, where did you think? I, did you think I was just walking away from the conversation because I was done with the conversation? I'm not that disrespectful. Yeah. I know. I've done that before too. Like usually as I'm in apartments or whatever, I'll just open like the slider yeah. and just try to stand there and fart. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, well, I'm farting. I'm trying to, right. my, my main issue though is just the morning time. Yes. Like the other day, like, uh, you know, I went out and like had some snacks or whatever. So my stomach wasn't feeling the best in the morning. So I just usually like lift the covers over up and just fart outside the covers. But then I would, for whatever reason, I was like, and what happens when I get another girlfriend? Like, yeah. Like, can I just, do I have to be that careful about what I eat the night before? Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. Man, it's tough though. I mean, and, and you know what the hardest one for me is when I go to the bathroom, not to poop or anything, like just to go pee. But, you know, I'm peeing, and then that last couple dripple, dripples, I got to push, you know? Yeah. You want to get that last bit out. 
And when and typically, like I said, I'm always holding in a fart. So when I push to let the pee free, I'm also pushing out the fart. And she gets mad about that. And I'm like, well, where am I supposed to do this? Do you want me to go pee outside? Yeah, like it's home. Like I'm a dog. Because, I mean, I'm ready to do it. If it means that we don't argue over this stupid crap, literally, I'll go outside and pee. But she doesn't <laughs> like that idea either because of the neighbors. Yeah, I mean, I remember like my last girlfriend, she was like, you know, you farted on me before in the sleep. But I was like, all right. Like, I try to be good about holding them in. But like, right. if I fart on you in sleep, in the bed, like... <laughs> I'm asleep. Like, sorry. Right. That's like someone getting mad because you you cheated on them in your, in their dreams. And oh, I've had that happen. So have I. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. About dreams. What happened? All right. Okay. So you're married, so you probably don't have these dreams as much anymore. <laughs> but you remember when you have a dream about like I don't know, like a famous actress or somebody. Uh huh. You know, or just I don't know. Uh, it's just a, a woman in your dreams, right? Okay. So like, it's very hard sometimes to like have sex in a dream. Yes. So here's the thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. And I know this will sound kind of sad, but it's funny. So I had a dream the other day, right? Where like I'm kissing this woman, but like it's almost like a comedy movie kiss because it's like there's no tongue, right? Are you Adam Sandler and it's uh, Drew Barrymore in its dream? Uh, I don't know if I, what movie is that from? Oh, like Fifty First Dates. Um, I was thinking more of like what was that? Singer, Dumb and Dumber, where his mouth's just like oh, oh, okay. Kind of like that, but there's no tongue, right? And even like when I'm making out with this like super hot chick, like in the dream, I'm like, why is there no tongue? But we just keep like mushing our mouths together. Uh-huh. And Steve, I woke up. No. And I was like kissing a pillow. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, no why one. Why tongue so dry <laughs> with feathers on it? So I was like, oh, well, that adds up because the pillow doesn't kiss back. So has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Yeah, I have had, had that happen before. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I've woken up like dry humping my mattress before. Yes. It's so awkward. It Not is. as much now, but when I was younger, I would imagine you as well, like especially yeah. like in like the formulative days where you're like really discovering who you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, all the time. And it sucks because, and then if you have like a great session, like not even sex, but like you're just hanging out with this chick and she's hot and then you wake up and you're like, damn it. I'm okay with the fact that it's a dream and that wasn't reality. That girl is way too hot for my own, you know? Yeah. But can I just go back and hang out with her some more? And then you try and fall back asleep. She's not coming back. She doesn't. No. Like, she's probably mad at you that you left her and yeah. she's not giving you a second chance. Yeah, man. It's unacceptable. They never come back. No, you can't go. Whenever you have a good dream, like, you try. Like, I'll just go right back to sleep and be there. Like, no. And then when you try to go back to that dream state, you know who's there. Yeah. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Get out of here, shooter. I told you I'm not interested in you. And we're not playing golf hockey. <laughs> um, I almost contacted you while we were on vacation. And I was going to invite you. Uh, my lovely wife and I went to a movie. We never go to movies. Right. Like, we never. I mean, it's the last time my wife went to a movie was around the Batman film when the shooting happened. She doesn't. She, she's just terrified of going to movies because. Wow. Of the, yeah. All right. Aurora, Which, right? I don't. Yeah, was that in, yeah, in, in Colorado, Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. So since then, she's never gone to a movie. I think I've gone to maybe one or two because of work. But don't go to movies. We went. I don't go to movies either. And I went the week before I took my wife. I went and saw Star Wars in uh, Seattle with uh, a couple of my buddies, and we went and saw it in 4DX. Which I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. Ted, as a man who does enjoy uh, some herbal uh, remedies from time to time, yeah. You need, I'm not saying you should, 
it's a, maybe if you have time, and I'll make I'll go with you if you want. You need to go see Star Wars in 4DX. It's only showing in one theater, and that's the Meridian 16, right, by GameWorks. No kidding. It's, there's only, I think, six or seven of these theaters in all of the country, and we have one of them. It's 4DX. What that is is you got the 3D glasses. Yeah. And you got you like going to amusement parks. Right. You ever go to, inside to watch those movies that are fully interactive in amusement parks? Where oh, like, like the chair moves? Chair moves. Wind is hitting you in the face. Water kind of hits you in the face. Um, the chair goes up and down like a roller coaster. It's like that? Yes. No kidding. It's incredible. It's a two and a half hour roller coaster ride while watching Star Wars full 3D. When things are, when you're going through like a, a scene where you're flying in the air, you feel air in your face. When uh, something hit, went into the water, a drip of water hits you, and you could turn the water off. My wife ended up turning it off because she was like, "Too much water." Well, the first thing they do is they kind of give you like a little testing, like they you're on like a little roller coaster, like, "Hey, get ready! This is what this 4DX is all about." Before the movie starts, all right. So you're doing all this, the chairs are moving, it feels awesome. We're all like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden, you go through like something that where it sprays you with water. It's like, and it's like a big blast of air, and water sprays us in the face. Not enough to make you like wet. Yeah, just like a solid mist. Right, right. She's like, "Where's that button?" Turns it off. <laughs> you know, because she's got hair to worry about, not us. No, but dude, it is insane. That good, huh? It, it's. I will go see every movie that shows on the 4DX screen. I think Jurassic no Park is the next one they're going to be doing. I would imagine more, but it's going to change. I mean, it's brilliant on their part because movies, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And it sounds like you do this too. I'll just wait until they come out on demand. I don't need to be yeah, in I a theater. Get, yeah. I get bored. And I don't need to be in a theater with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild card. You don't know what sounds they're going to make. You don't know who's kicking your chair. In this situation, things kick you in the chair, but it's actually meant to happen. Meant to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, now I'll go see movies where it, it, it includes this 4DX experience because it's, it's, it's something I can't do at home. Yeah. Unless I get like a fan out and a mister and my wife put, pulls up the chair. I mean, we can do that. You could do it. And it's a lot cheaper than a $25 ticket, but it's 25 bucks to go and it's worth it. It's no worth kidding. It. Yeah. So, right. So it was that much fun you had to take her. Yeah, so I went, had a great time, told her all about it, and she was like, that sounds like fun. I'm like, would you want to go? And she's like, Yeah. So we went down. I was going to hit you up, but I think you were still in Ocean Shores, it turns out. Yeah, off, so. we were down there for like three days. Yeah, but dude, if you have a chance, go get reefed up and check it out. All right. One of the best parts of the movie, and I'm not spoiling anything. But um, she still liked it, and she doesn't partake. Right. Yeah. No, you can be sober. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to get stoned to enjoy it. I mean, everything's awesome stoned, but it definitely would enhance the experience, because yeah. you'd be giggling the whole time. I was like, I might do this Saturday. Do it. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, there's a part in the movie, and if you do go see it, you'll know the part when you finally get to it. And for those listening, it's like towards the end, there's a part where like a ship goes in light speed, right? Because that's oh, yeah. what they do. Well, yeah, in, this, Star Wars. in this scene, it goes into light speed, and then everything on the screen, audio wise, just gets silent. Because it's, it's kind of, it makes sense during the movie. Like everything is like, it's like whoosh. And then, what the hell was that? What's going on outside of our building? I don't. Somebody is playing super loud music for a second. <laughs> well, there goes the resolution of doing a highly produced mega cast. <laughs> well, anyways, so it gets super quiet. So then you can hear a pin drop. And, you know, when I went with my wife, it gets super quiet. And then you hear a few people go, whoa. 
like cool because it's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid people in this country that apparently would complain to the theaters like the movie was great, but uh, there's a part in the movie where the sound dropped out, and I'm not happy about that. And they're like, no, dumbass, that was supposed to be right. We've gotten so stupid that they now have signs that say, hey, at the hour 57 marker, there's a scene where the ship gets goes through something and gets quiet. That's intentional. They meant to have it that way. you got to be kidding me. Not kidding you, dude. They have to give you a warning because there's silence in it? Because some people are just that stupid. But the best part is, damn, dude. when it gets silent, some people don't expect it to get silent. So the, the reaction that some people have is, I wish I was recording. And this was when I went with my buddies. We're all sitting there and we're watching. And it's like the noon showing. It's two in the afternoon or so by that point when it happens. Whoosh. Quiet. And I legit heard a man have an orgasm. What? It was great. Not really, but you know what yeah. I mean? It was like, whoosh. Oh. That was the sound this grown man two or three seats away from me made. We were in tears, man. I'm like, oh my God, that guy likes this movie. I feel like I would have been one of those people that would have been like, <sighs> yeah, it was awesome, it's dude. quiet. It was great. It was, it, it, it's well worth it. If you have a chance, definitely go see it. Uh, but I mentioned before we went to a break that oh, yeah. uh, Highway 909 Blues Club, never been in there before. Go there, Bruiser Brody's playing a show with Ben Smith, who's the drummer of Heart. He puts together like an all-star group, and they jam, and John Dish from uh, 10 Miles Wide, he was there right. doing acoustic uh, with his lovely girlfriend, who's awesome, and that was really cool. And so, is it us that's making that noise? I don't think so. No, no, no. I think Taz is working on something with like uh, the Inception soundtrack Jesus. or something. Yeah, no, I'm sure no one even hears this but us, but anyways, <laughs> so... I was planning on driving to the show. Uh, well, originally I was going to do the party bus. Party bus turned out, it fell through just because I didn't have enough of my homies that were going and I didn't want to waste Lion Pride's oh, time. No kidding. I was like, hey man, it, it might turn out that you're just driving me and I don't really want you to do that. So why don't we yeah. plan it for another show, make it more special. And because like a few of the donkeys were going to come and it couldn't, didn't work out. So I was like, no big deal. I'm just going to drive myself. So I was planning on driving. It's early. weird too because like I kind of... It didn't dawn on me when you invited me that that was a Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just lose track of days. Dude, someone posted something that's like that weird window of when Christmas ends and before New Year's, you're like in this weird time warp of not yeah. knowing what time it is. Hey, you don't know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. No, not at all. Like, if someone said, what's today's date? I'm like, I don't know. It's just it's, every day's a Saturday right now. Yeah, there's a bowl game on. Yeah, that's all that matters. And that means every day's a Saturday. So I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to drive. Earlier that morning, I've been having like, this weird hiccuping thing with my car. And it got yeah. worse. And it was like sort of rattling the engine and to the point where I turned around before I went to church, brought it home, and just I was like, I'm not touching my car. I'm not touching my car. Luckily, my buddy Tavis, he hit me up earlier and said, hey, man, I'm um, coming to the show. You know, I don't drink, so if you want me to be your designated driver, I'll take you. And at first, I was like, nah, nah. Then finally, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not sure if I could even get to Seattle with my car. Can I take you up on that DD offer? He's like, sure. Turns out I just need some spark plugs. Everything was fine on my car, but I didn't get that fixed until the next day. Right. Two days later. Um so now it's all bets are off. I got wasted. Did you? Just wasted. Playing wasted up on stage, having a blast, just great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just an awesome time that Ryan Castle shows up. And it's very rare. Usually he's always trying to feed me shots and I can't. Well, this time he's like, shots? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're not driving? I'm like, no. So now I'm doing shots of whiskey and That's what to ask. You start doing shots? Oh, then John just shows up. Uh, he's like, hey, man. 
uh, this guy, our buddy Big Rig, um, he's been wanting to do a shot of Fireball with you forever, but you're always driving or this or that, he says. He said, though, if I could bring you over and you do a, a shot of Fireball with him, he'll give me 40 bucks. And I really need the money, so can you come over and do a shot of Fireball? I'm like, I would have done the shot even without the $40 incentive. So, Make it 80. <laughs> yeah, tell him he needs to give you a sweet $100. So there's that kind of night. Just lots of random yeah. stuff going on. We play. We have a great show. Lots of fun. What time did you go on? Ah, uh, 10. All right. Yeah, so rest of the night's ahead of us. Tavis, is, he's, he's doing his thing. He's like got a lot of friends as well there. So we're out. Of course. Lot, oh, yeah, Tavis knows everyone. He's a great dude. Um, I was going to say, he's drum tech for everybody, hasn't yeah, he? He drum tech for me that night. It oh, was nice. Great. I even needed him. My symbol kind of got weird, so he fixed that. <laughs> and it was cool to play with like Ben from Ben Smith from Heart and what a great drummer. And he complimented my drumming, which made my night. You know, that was like a cool thing to have a guy who's an accomplished drummer say nice things to me. And um, so now I'm hanging out in the backstage room. And Sean Smith is there. Sean is was in Pigeonhead, Satchel, and he was also he's the frontman of Brad, the band. Oh that, yeah, Gossard, right? Yeah, exactly. And Brad is a huge band for me and my wife. As uh, I think, it, well, I, you were there. Yeah, we use a lot of their music in our wedding. So I've never talked to. And we saw them. Yes, and then they did the Mother Love Bone thing. Yeah, at the end of the night, which was incredible. Well, I've never met or talked to Sean Smith. All right, and now here I am, wasted. And I walk into the backstage room, and there's Sean Smith. I'm like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I'm Steve. He's like, cool to meet you. He's super nice. And I go, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm going to be a fanboy for just a couple of minutes, and then I'll <laughs> shut it down. I promise you. <laughs> He's like, okay. I'm like, you were the soundtrack of my wedding. Blah, 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 blah. This idea thing. All right. Done being a fanboy. And he goes, well, where's my money for the, uh, uh, for the music being used? I'll pay Palatia. <laughs> be like... Go find, uh, go find our other buddy. He's got a fresh forty on him. Yeah, no, we were just crying. Exactly. <laughs> so then, fast forward to the end. So he performs a little bit with Brad, with uh, with Ben Smith and, and his band, and then he's hanging out in the back room again. And I end up in the back room with uh, uh, with uh, Jonas's uh, girlfriend, uh, Instar. She's there as well. All right, and a few other people. I think Big Rig was back there. Just a b- b- random bunch of people. Somehow we come up with a title to a song. I can't remember. It was like, Get Off This Bitch or something. All right. And instead, she starts singing it. And then Sean Smith, there's a piano in the back room, starts playing the, Play the song. So now we've created this ridiculous song. I, 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 I pulled out my phone and recorded it. And so I, hopefully this audio will work. But I'll right. play it for you. So this is our new song that we wrote in the back room of Highway 99 Blues Club. No, get up, bitches. It is Get up, bitch. I don't know, Ted. I don't know if they were still playing out out there or what was going on. I don't even. I didn't even remember recording this until the next day. If I did, I would have known to bleep it already. Damn. So that's our new single. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, coming out. Um, never, never. <laughs> but I'm like, I went back and looked at my phone. I'm like, wow. I got a moment with Sean Smith, a guy who I 
truly, truly idolize. And, yeah. And he just worked out a jam called Get Up Bitch. With yeah, the, just working not? on the computer. You know, you just never know. You never know when that kind of... I'm glad that we got it committed to tape. Yeah. We'll press it onto some vinyl. The, the collector's edition. Absolutely. Ted, I'm afraid to take a break. Why? Well, because we're going to be going underwater. Ah, they're used to it by now. All right, get the snorkels out. Yeah. Get up, bitch. Get the snorkels. Here we go. Did we do this one already? I don't know. I don't think so. Nah. All right. We'll be back. These guys can't stop. Okay. They are stopping. But not for long. The Megacast will be back. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, it says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to life of immigration. Distant substitute the reservation. You're imaging the dictionary. This life is more than ordinary. Can I get two, maybe even three of these? Coming from a space to teach you what the pleadies. Can't stop the spirits when they need you. This life is more than just a read through. The new year is officially here, and it's time to keep your New Year's resolutions. Introducing the Hippo System Weight Program. Hippo System, where you eat what you want, when you want, and as much as you want. Fresh veggies? Disgusting. You're eating steak. Forget the tofu. You're having pie. Light beer? Police. You're gulping mudslides. The Hippo System Weight Program. Order today and receive a coupon good for 25% off your first angioplasty. Hippo System. Order now. Call 1-800-4-HIPPO. What is a silver tongue? Is that old people come linkus? Yes, I went there. The Megacast is back. You got it. The snorkel's off. We're back. I, sorry. 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 It's 2018. <laughs> Did you expect anything better from us? <laughs> 2018, by the way. Uh, so obviously... The Trump tweet about how big his button was fantastic, right? I'm just like, come on, dude! Like you're the leader of the free world. We're we're now we're now we're tweeting about the size of our button and how much it works. Like, what was that? It's on uh, the Secret Service. They're on to us. Uh, but I was also laughing about. Uh, did you see that exchange between like Christy Teigen and Chelsea Clinton? No. So. Chelsea Clinton or Christy Teigen, right? Like some people got basically they were using pictures of her and her baby as like, oh, they're into Pizzagate and they're into the pedophile thing and this and that, which, again, the amount that some of those people talk about pedophilia is really alarming. Yes. Right. Like, I I really think you people are focused on it and are into something weird. Mm -hmm. So they kept like uh, like they brought it up and stuff. So she went. On Twitter, she was like, hey, like, how does this person verify? Like, they're just making up BS claims or whatever. So somehow it got tagged into, like, Hooters or something on this tweet. Like, do you support this? And then Christy Teigen was just like, oh, hey, Ho- or, or Hillary or Chelsea Clinton hopped in. I don't know. Somehow Hooters got involved and Hooters was like, oh, because some guy that had a fake Hooters account was like, 
Chrissy Teigen, we know you're into Pizzagate. You two, Chelsea Clinton, like, shut up. So then somebody else was like, hey, Hooters, do you know this guy is acting like he's you guys? And then Hooters was like, we have nothing to do with this. Oh, my gosh. And so, right, so Christy Teigen was just like, hi, Hooters. And then it was just like, this is this was like the first day of 2018. Like, no, the 2017 was not, that oh, wasn't yeah. a bad year. This, no. is, this is just our lives now. It's almost like that they were like, we, all right, you guys thought Twitter and social media was crazy last year. We're starting off with a bang with the huge button. I mean, the whole thing is just like, Jesus, man. I saw a couple of friends being like, I can't believe our president is making penis jokes or making uh, comparisons to uh, making penis um, referencing, you know, using innuendo. Innuendo. Yeah. Penis innuendos. And why is my headphones getting quiet? Oh, there we go. Damn thing was pressing my headphones down. It was throwing me off. You can't hear me anymore. I can hear you just fine. I couldn't hear me. Oh, you're a dick. I could hear you just fine. You're just moving your mouth right now. Ted, I'm on to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at Steve. I'm just... Get up, bitch. Get up, bitch. Get the F up. But uh, I'm like, what the hell? Okay, are we overreacting? You know, because sometimes I think on both ends, you know, we like to give the, 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 the conservative side a hard time. But I think the liberal side can be just as equally annoying and ridiculous as well. Sure. So my first instinct was, all right, what are we jumping to conclusions about? And I get on Twitter and I read some of his other tweets that were making my head scratch moments, you know, and then I come across that one. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, they have every right to be making fun of him for this one. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's threatening nuclear war on Twitter. Yes. Like, I don't even know. Like, is that OK? Are we allowed to do that? No, right. Like, number one, I agree with a lot of people like Twitter. I think this violates some of your terms of service. Like, you can't threaten people. And they're like, he's threatening nuclear war. And then number two is like. That's not like saying I'm going to beat you up by the flagpole tomorrow. Right. It's just like somebody in the GOP in that White House. Take that goddamn phone away from him or un- like just don't let him have the app. Like, again, this is the president <laughs> of the United States making dick jokes. I mean, right. Let's just let's just say for what it is. Well, while threatening to blow other people up. Right. I mean, right. Like this isn't in, in this idea of like, oh, we're America, this and that. Like, let's. Honestly, I mean, Reagan, right? If you're a GOP person, Reagan, go read his lit or read the quotes. Like he said it like, look, you fire one of these. Nobody wins. Right. Right. Because in the, in the whole thing is, if you keep threatening somebody else, they have to fire first. That's the right. If, you, if somebody right. goes, oh, they're going to send a new car away. You're going to jump and send it. So, I mean, the guy obviously gets worked up about stuff and like. So what happens if he's in a bad mood one night? I mean, Bro. I'm sure there's extra precautions, but like, you hope. I, I mean, right? I mean, we can't just be willy nilly firing off nukes and then comparing them to the size of our penises. Hashtag big buttons, Ken. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe yeah. it. And God forbid. Let's just say, and I hope it doesn't happen. Let's just say, all of a sudden, some kind of a nuclear war, war begins. Fast forward. 20 years from now, the history books are going to say it all started on Twitter. Yeah. Is it not, not weird that like there's a form of communication that did not exist the last time we were at war? And, that, and then, granted, we technically weren't at war a very long time ago. And maybe, we're, I mean, we're at war right now. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> like we quite possibly could see the beginning of a war. Like a, a war war. A war war. A war war. Right. World War Three. Yes. Yeah. That starts because of Twitter. And imagine all the times you've told your friends or anybody you know, 
don't get upset at social media, like just let it go, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to start a massive conflict because of Twitter, because of social media. You're going to laugh at this. I screenshotted this and I almost posted this before that tweet went out. I had every intention to post this because I was listening to the uh, Avid Brothers. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have a song that is really freaking cool. And there's a lot, there's a, there's a part in the song that I, I thought was really amazing. And I, it, it feels like a Ted talk, like one of your talks, not the right. Ted talk where the line says, um, decide what to be and go be it. And I was like, that is, and you know how I found out edge, the former WWE wrestler, Adam Copeland. Yeah. He said that in his hall of fame speech, which I came across this past last week. He says, there's a song I want to, and he's a big fan of rock music, loves Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters. And he, and he quoted that line as being like, that's like words of inspiration. If you want something, do it. Yeah. If you, you know, if decide what to be and go be it, whatever it is you think you want to be, decide on it and then take the steps to become it. So I'm like, that is a great thing. I was going to throw that up there on Twitter of all places and say, you know, great words of wisdom from the Avid brothers. And it's crazy. But this passage from their song was written in 2009, and I feel that it still applies now in 2018. And the rest of the lines, like I was going to include the whole verse, and it says, when nothing is owed or deserved or expected, and your life doesn't change by the man that's elected, if, you love, if you're loved by someone, you're never rejected, decide what to be and go be it. And I'm like, that is so heavy and perfect and cool. What a great New Year's message to throw up on Twitter, a screenshot, right? I'm fancy like that, because I don't want to type it out. Yeah. And your life doesn't change by the man that's elected. I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore, man. I think our lives are going to drastically change if this continues. Right. So, right. So this is always kind of the part where I've been, you know, when we talk about uh, gun laws and this and that. So now we're kind of getting to that that tipping point, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody goes, well, you need guns to protect yourself. And, And I've always said, like, okay. But what you're talking about with the founding fathers talking about is like you're talking about raising arms against our own government. Yeah. From a uh, what's a tyrannical or tyranny. Tyrant. Right. The rest of the word that makes it tyranny. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So it's like now we're kind of at that breaking point where like people were like a vote for Trump. We need to take the whole system down and this and that. Like, okay, well, now we're taking down the system and we might be in nuclear war soon. (laughs) And it started because of a tweet. Right. And like, we know Donald Trump in this country, right? And we kind of give it a grain of like, ah, he's just on Twitter. He's just talking trash or whatever. But the rest of the world doesn't look at it that way. Mm-mm. Right. They look at it like we got a crazy dude <laughs> sitting there making dick jokes about a nuclear button. You know, I, I found, wait, wait, and there's wait. also, by the way, just for the record, okay, I'm pretty sure there's not just like a little plastic case case that you flip up and there's one red button. I sure hope not. Like I think movies have ruined us on that a little bit, right? Oh, dude, I, I hope that's not the case. It's like, uh, like the needle thing, right? Like I never go out on New Year's Eve, so no. I always watch uh, King Five's coverage down at the Space Needle. And they always interview the guy that sets up the fireworks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we watch it all the time, too. We, didn't, we, we have it on DVR. We still haven't watched it, so don't spoil it. But uh, I imagine the fireworks right Right. Off. So it's it's St. Brian. And then who's the other guy that's always with them from E-Man? Oh, crap. Kim Holcomb? Right. But Kim's there. Oh, uh, Michael Black. I think it's I think it's him. Yeah. So, like, he asked the firework guy, like, it's all right. So, and I like that guy, by the way. But it's just like, so is there one big button or whatever? The firework guy just kind of looks at him and goes, uh, it, it's all computers, man. Goes, <laughs> basically, I'm just there to turn it off if something goes wrong. <laughs> oh, here's the tweet as read to us by um, Anderson Cooper. 
Responding to Kim Jong-un, the president tweeted, and I quote, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I, too, have a nuclear button, but it is a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. You have the ring, and I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. (laughs) Now let's see how well you handle it. Is that from Spaceballs? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I just can't get over that, right? We're making Peter's joke. Mine's bigger than that. I beg your pardon? Oh, my cucumber. It's bigger. You know what movie that's from? Play it again. All right. Hold on. Mine's bigger than that. I beg your pardon? Oh, my cucumber. It's bigger. Oh, I don't. Rhymes with schmanimal schmouse. Schmanimal schmouse? They said it rhymes with schmanimal schmouse. Animal House. Yes, you're correct. Can't believe you got that one correct. Oh, that must be in the lunchroom. <laughs> oh, I know what you're thinking. Mine's bigger than yours, right? It's not fair. Hey, you know who that is? All right, play it one more time. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Mine's bigger than yours, right? It's not fair. I'd be shocked if you get the movie. I think you can figure out who the actor is. Think 80s action star. Oh, I know what you're thinking. God, I know that voice. Mine's bigger than yours, right? Who is it? It's not fair. Steven Seagal. It is Steven Seagal. Was it, it hard to kill? Yes. Nice. Good pick. I mean, it was it was going to be hard to kill or above the law. Yes, or Under Siege. Under Siege. Under good... Siege is my favorite of all the, the Steven Seagal films. Well, just because she hops out of that cake. That was pretty awesome. And also, he just beats ass with a pool ball. Yeah. Right? That's the one where he had to put the pool ball in a sock. Just start swinging it, if I remember correctly. Is that the same one? Or is that the one where he goes to Alaska and they're drilling for oil? You know, I don't know now. Under Siege, remember, he was just the cook. Yes. God, that's I miss Steven Seagal. I don't. No? No. Who is it? Conan O'Brien, I think, shared a funny story about Steven Seagal's hands. Did you ever hear that? What? That they're big and leathery? (laughs) They're big for the big buttons that he uses. Let me see if I can find it. I probably won't, but talk amongst yourselves. I won't even bother it. <laughs> oh. We're out of time. We're out of time. We can't do it. Can't do it. We got to go. Damn shame. It's unfortunate. Fortunately, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. This podcast is bigger than most podcasts. It is. Yes. And um, it works. That's right. That's <laughs> what I like, too. And it works. How does he know theirs doesn't? I, man, I don't know. Is that just wishful thinking? I, if I could draw cartoons, I would just draw a cartoon of him sitting at the Oval Office desk with just like a massive button, like to the point where you have to like get up and like, like, <laughs> button is almost too big. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, is there somebody around him at all times? Just be like, are you sure? Like, obviously, they're not watching over his Twitter and making sure, like, before he hits the send button. But is there someone at least around him when he's, like, thinking thinking thoughts and, like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't go in that room where all those buttons are? Dude, I still say, and I was wrong, because I originally I didn't think he'd make it to December. But I still say, on some level, I'm not sure he wants the job. Like, he really wanted to win that election. That I do not doubt. Right. He really wanted to make a point to Barack Obama. Yeah. I'm just not positive he wants to do the job. (laughs) 
right? It's like it's like I've said about the golfing thing. Like the man doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. I really think on Saturdays, even though all week they've said Mr. Trump, Mr. President, probably got to say Mr. President. Yeah. Like you can't go golfing this weekend. Everybody's all over us about the golfing thing. And I think when Saturday shows up, he's just like, I can't take it. I want to go golfing. Right, I got to get out of this room. I got to get out of these decisions. I got to get off Twitter. Everyone's writing mean things to me. Yeah. All I was trying to say is that I have big buttons. Yeah. And I want and ours are bigger. I thought everyone would be totally down with that comment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ted. Well, we should get out of here. Yeah, man. Um next week I'm yeah. gonna be in Vegas. Oh, are you? So we're gonna take a week off again. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm gonna be flying back um on Wednesday because BJ and myself uh we're gonna be going to CES. It's gonna be C- So are you going this weekend? Yeah, we leave on Saturday. No kidding. Yep. Go to Vegas. And then you fly back Wednesday. Fly back Wednesday. All right. Yeah. So gone. Going to have a good time. Learn about some gadgets um, in the world of CES. Not my yeah. world. Uh, but I'll sure as hell try. I mean, there's virtual porn, apparently. And, All right. And uh, a machine that will fold your laundry. I want to check that out. I would check that out. Oh, 100%. I might yeah. even invest in that. All right. All right. I'm trying to think what else. Vegas. I'm trying to like... It's just it's you, BJ, and Chris, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of where I could send you guys that all three of you would enjoy the same amount of fun. I heard that it rhymes with Schmierman Schmino. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it also rhymes with Schmenschiff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to pull up the Limp Biscuit song on my computer so at least it could sound somewhat decent this way. There we go. All right. We don't sound like we're underwater now, do yeah. we, kids? Watch it just drops F-bombs in this. And I didn't get the clean version. All right. Well, uh, follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. At the Megacast. By the way, big shout out to all the Mega family that showed up to the V Podcast get together on oh, the yeah. 22nd, man. I meant to bring that up in our segment, Should I Be Mad? Because I didn't even know the party was happening. I didn't invite you? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. I saw the pictures on Twitter. Oh, and you know people asked. And I was like, I don't know. It's Steve, man. He's busy. I'm sure he's doing something. I wasn't doing anything, too. God damn it. Sorry. All right, let's do push All right, thanks, Ted. Yeah, so the answer is yes, I should be mad. Yeah, you should be. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't invite me. You should be pissed. Like, I'm not super pissed because you know I didn't mean to not invite you. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm an insecure human being, but I'm not so insecure to think my best friend wouldn't invite me to his podcast party. But I was like, huh, I would have went. I go every day as much as I can. I always try and support the podcast. I know people were like, "Where's Steve?" And I'm like, "I almost texted you, like, hey man, everybody says hi. I'm glad oh, I did gosh. now. That would have been like, I, I just know. assumed I had invited you. I had no idea you guys were doing it. Damn. And Cobb was there. Cobb was in town for like a week. I know. I was like, oh, I could have hung out with Cobb. Cobb was there. The mayor came by. Tristan. Yeah, I saw Dave the picture. Oh, yeah. I saw Justin and Hannah. I saw everybody. Yeah, all the people I like. All in one room. Was it fun? It was a blast. Yeah, it looked like it. Hey, thanks to everyone who went that were invited. I guess it's my fault for not listening to the podcast more. (laughs) Lesson learned. Next time I'll invite you, fella. Appreciate it, chief. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to invite you to do push-ups with me. Thank you, Steve. Okay. See, that's how friends invite friends to things. All right. That's it,
Winter of Biscuit. Winter of Biscuit. Say the podcast party. Exclusively, no Steve. That's right. If your name's Steve, get the F out. Uh, uh, this is fun, man. Yeah, man. Have a good trip. All right. I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. <laughs> to let you know how it goes. In Geek Village. Yeah. CES. How, we're calling it the CES Capades with BJ and Migs. Nice. They're like, come up with some names. So I came up with a bunch, and I'm like, I'm going to throw a couple of ridiculous ones in there. CES Capades was the most ridiculous one I came up with. And they're like, we love it. Ah, let's use it. Yeah. So that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you for listening.